Hey there, piss freaks and geeks. Tom Takar here, and I wanted to tell you that it's our guest Shane Torres' birthday today, so check out his new album on iTunes, Established 1981. Also, check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and content. Patreon.com slash standbyyourband. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. The year is 1990. The most complete skeleton of a T-Rex is found in South Dakota, leading experts to believe that the devil must have stopped in South Dakota on his way to Georgia. The Simpsons makes its television debut and immediately begins corrupting America's youth. The price of a new Furby is only $39.99, to this date still the cheapest animal sex robot in stores. And a young Dave Grohl joins grunge outfit Nirvana as their drummer. While with the band, he began writing his own songs with a guitar, but he was too ashamed of his lyrics to share them with Kurt Cobain. In 94, Nirvana broke up, and Grohl was left with many offers, including one to join Tom Petty as a drummer. However, Grohl had bigger dreams of making his own music. He hit the studio and put a demo together by playing each instrument himself, and he made a band name to keep himself anonymous. The demo quickly started making waves among the industry, and Grohl needed to pick up some support. He got Sunny Day Real Estate's bass player Nate Mandel and drummer William Goldsmith, and he was able to snag part-time Nirvana guitarist Pat Smear to be the second guitarist. The boys started touring in the spring of 95, and their first album was released that July. After months of touring, the band met with producer Gil Norton to work on their second album. Grohl wrote all of the songs while the band helped with the arrangements. However, once the studio sessions were complete, Grohl was unhappy with Will Goldsmith's drumming, and he re-recorded the drum tracks himself. Goldsmith, obviously offended, quit the band, and Taylor Hawkins took his place. The second album, The Color and the Shape, released in 97 and included singles Monkey Wrench, Everlong, My Hero, and Walking After You. In 99, they put out There Is Nothing Left to Lose, the first album featuring Taylor Hawkins on the drums, and an album that Grohl would later call his favorite of their catalog. The song Learn to Fly was the first Billboard hit they had, and the album would win the Grammy for Best Rock Album. With four Grammys, nine studio albums, and 12 million records sold in the U.S. alone, today we stand by Foo Fighters. No? No, we don't have an intro. You, that, you really don't? No, we just sit here and wait for something to happen. We have intro music. Oh, yeah, we do. No, we have an intro. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band, the podcast where our guests come on to defend music they love that people make them feel ashamed for and shitty about. That this does. is an anti-shame podcast. And I am Tom Takar, with my co-host, as always, Tommy McNamara. Welcome to the Anti-Slut-Shaming Podcast. <laughs> Stand by your band. <laughs> the only Anti-Slut-Shaming oh, Podcast. Oh, no. We're already in trouble. <laughs> oh, that other voice you're hearing is Shane Torres. Hello. Shame Torres. Ah! Like He's the bad guy on this episode. <laughs> Most what? of our episodes have a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. What is happening here? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should read one of our sponsors, actually, for this week. Yeah, eh, we'll do one um, for a, another episode. Uh, this week, you know, we got to pay the bills somehow in this apartment. So this week we're brought to you by Brad Garrett's Dad Carrots. Are you tired of uh, carrots that are only for children? 
Now there's Brad Garrett uh, with a solution. <laughs> you know how sometimes you'll open the fridge to get a carrot, and uh, mm. and then a, a little a little boy will pop out of the fridge and say, "Old man, carrots are for kids." And of you're like, course. Ah. <laughs> "Of course, <laughs> Brad Garrett." Everybody loves carrots. All are right. They, I have a question yes. about these carrots. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, so baby carrots are for kids, right? Yeah. Are they just regular size <laughs> carrots for Brad Garrett's daddy carrots? <laughs> they're, My they're, daddy carrot they're is not horny. Regular <laughs> sized carrots, Shane. That's very uh, demeaning to baby carrots. You're right. They're gigantic, like Brad Garrett. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're they're for abnormally large men. <laughs> you don't want to sit next to you on a plane, <laughs> like that kind of big. Exactly. Not like uh, something's wrong, but like. But won't like, be, like the, he's gonna, gonna breathe too life. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's uh, that's our sponsor for this week. Uh, Shane, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. We're both a little uh, lagged from uh, being in Atlanta together, mm-hmm. which was a fun time. We partied got, up pretty good. I got in trouble out there. You did. <laughs> Tommy had ruined, a run in with the law. I was ruined the damn festival. <laughs> Tom, not Tommy. Yeah, 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 they get it. I was the one who called. I called hotel security. <laughs> <laughs> I said you've got a very mysterious half Indian man coming yeah. your way. <laughs> Uh, Somebody posited today that maybe I understand rock star life a little more now that I've almost been thrown out of a hotel for uh, for partying too hard. And I think they're right. I like, don't know, man. You're sitting here in striped shock socks <laughs> and, and like oh, you utility that, uh, gray shorts. You think that, I don't think uh, there's a rock star life that you, you think Keith Moon didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure me and, uh, <laughs> we yeah. just heard we heard a very crazy story about Keith Moon uh, at dinner the other day. My dad's friend was oh, telling us yeah. this story where Keith Moon there was a Who concert that my dad's friend went to, and Keith Moon was so messed up that he like was like falling asleep at the drum set, like he was like throwing up and shit. And then finally they stopped the show, and Roger Daltrey went to the mic, was like, "Hey, sorry, we got to stop. Keith has the flu." <laughs> and then they just walked off stage. <laughs> Took your money. <laughs> Rock stars can be greedy too. <laughs> I uh, at Outside Lands, I performed there this year, mm-hmm. and one of my shows was opposite the Who. What? Holy shit! So guess who had plenty of room at their show? <laughs> <laughs> the Who opposite who? the Who? Uh, yeah, we're pretty much on the same echelon <laughs> at this point. Um, that was horrible. Yeah, I got in trouble. Uh, not the show unlike. was great, but it was just like, oh, the, I know where everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> were they lit up too? Like, did you see everybody? Oh no! It's a, the tent was cool. They did a really great. They produced nice. a great. Did a great job producing the show. Yeah, yeah. By the way, shout out also, to Ray from Another Planet. Cool as shit. Hell yeah! And also shout out to Gilbert and Mike who put on Red Clay. That was a great time. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I got in trouble for sipping a little uh, white wine outside of the in the hotel courtyard. Um, just I'm like sure this food. makes up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This they're getting a shout out. Uh, uh, also, shout out to Tom Petty. <sighs> Oof. May he rest in peace. The this third is real Tom. Bar- it's funny. You guys never got him on here, huh? Yeah, yeah. He actually was supposed to be my co-host originally. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, it was a real bummer, and uh, yeah. today's been uh, weird. Yeah, everything I've read today, like every music website, is all about Petty now. It's tough. We were actually talking about possibly what? we were going to do an episode where we discussed Tom Petty yesterday, 
And then he died the same day we were going to record it. it. So horrible. Which is and crazy. then everything else that happened yesterday. I, it was so, the worst. Yeah, yeah, what a bad day. Well, what what's your favorite Tom Petty song? We could do a little memorial right My now. My favorite Tom Petty song is I found out Tommy's least favorite Tom Petty <laughs> song, which is Free Fallen, which okay. I know is like that is the the one to like and oh, yeah, because it's like the kind of like um. One that's always playing in movies and pop. The Jerry Maguire scene where he's yeah. like slamming on the Where's thing. Like I've it out. lived that moment so many times. I just remember being in a car from Athens, Ohio, back to Bloomington. Like after I had found out my fiance was like cheating or whatever, and I was just screaming that song. And I was like, "This is what this." I need this song. Like no other song works. How were you way. interpreting that song? Oh, is that, <laughs> is that not what happened in it? <laughs> no, but it's like a good. You it's, know, it's, it's just a about a guy falling towards the earth with no parachute. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine was a. Uh, it's it'll all work out. Uh huh. Do you remember that one? I don't know that song. It was like. It'll all work out <laughs> eventually. Oh, yeah. Better off with him than here with me. Oh, fuck. Now the oh, water's <laughs> rising in the levee. Is that an old Irish song? It's, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't do, I can't do a Tom Petty. It's so hard. I am it a is tough. huge yeah. fan of American Girl. You can turn Girl. me down if I can. I turned you down. Oh, you're yeah. good. You're good. I think American Girl is a perfect pop song. Yeah. I, so good. Yeah, that one, uh, that's always going to be the one for me. Uh, yeah. Carmel just took his mom to see it. Uh, Tom at the Tom Petty at the Hollywood Bowl. It was his last show, right? Like, yeah, I guess maybe oh, so. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's that was crazy. A, yeah, I saw it, and he and posted it, that video. He r- crushed. That's like, awesome. it was like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I've heard he's incredible live. Yeah. I'm so bummed. It's one of those things where I kept putting it off because he would play Indiana every year. So I was always like, ah, I'll just see him. At some, I'm sure I'll just end up at a show. Yeah. And then I never did. And uh, yeah. I'm pretty pissed at myself. That video that, that just he shows posted, you should just make, 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 that, make time for that moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go see Shane live before it's too late. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Jesus. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> take that back. I'll take it back. I take it no back. one comes see me live. It's a terrible <laughs> show. You'll be touring with <laughs> The Who. <laughs> oh, I heard that you were going to be singing Tom Petty's song now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness this is a sad podcast so far. <laughs> it's really not going well we're actually here to be talking about the foo fighters <laughs> yay um shane how do y'all feel is that do, is that a part of the oh podcast? we can yeah. talk about it yeah, yeah. i feel like i've gone through waves with the foo fighters just like a lot of people and i don't think they like to be called the foo fighters i think they like to be called foo fighters because uh of their alien background did you know about this no, I don't know. This? Like, I like their songs. Yeah. I don't know anything about them. That's what. Uh, that's part of what we're here for. Um, I did a little research today. Apparently, Dave Grohl used to be in Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Was he the Bond guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, things turned out pretty rough for him for a while, but then he started. Uh, then he started uh, Foo Fighters. Um, it's interesting. He he was like a car seat headrest type dude where he was doing everything by himself. I mean, a lot of people do the Bonnie Bear. Like, a lot of people have done this where yeah. they make That's every- not a new thing. Yeah. For sure. But he was one of the people who got credited with being an early, like an, someone who did this early where they pretend. they, they Like have a full bodied songwriter? Yeah. Of, yeah. And where they're. They're playing multiple instruments and just mashing it all together yeah. in a studio. He put together this album um, on his own that, like, he 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 didn't want people to know it was him, basically, because it was like shortly after 
uh, Nirvana broke up for whatever reason that they ended. Um, they, um, <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he, he like put together a little album and then shopped it around and it got a lot of heat. And then he decided to bring on band members when he was showing it to like labels and stuff. Oh, I see. So then they fully formed a, a thing, but yeah, he he just mixed it all together himself, just and he even goes back and does that on a later album where he didn't like the drumming on it, so he just does it himself and puts it on. It's gotta suck to be the drummer for the Foo Fighters oh, to be sure. that Taylor dude. Like, yeah, I yeah. think he's like a f- like he's the other guy in the band though, but like him and Dave, he's like, the other name, and I guess yeah. Pat Smear too. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Mm. But like, I would, I would think he's like. You know, somebody with a vote now as opposed to Dave Grohl's drummer. Yeah. Because right? he's been there. Mm-hmm. They've been a band for it's gotta 20, be 20 years. Wait, is that yeah. the same drummer that he got from, uh, what's her name? Um, damn it. Uh, Alanis Morissette. There's some know. There's some I band like... member he took from Alanis Morissette. I don't know. If or that's the, a... that toured with Alanis Morissette. Actually, speaking of all of this, Dave Grohl was almost Tom Petty's permanent drummer. He performed oh. on, I believe, SNL with Tom Petty. Oh, really? Yeah, and then Tom Petty offered him a spot as the permanent drummer, and that's Grohl got a few offers, obviously, but yeah. uh, he wanted to do his own thing at this it's point. It's impressive. So, yeah, it's yeah. pretty crazy. He went out on a limb, and he wouldn't back down. His uh, <laughs> his drumming on the Queens of the Stone Age first album is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I was looking so looking forward to seeing them at Outside Lands, and they canceled. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was such a, like, you know, I was like, Damn. That's like that would have been so fucking. That, first, that album's yeah, it's amazing. Insane. Yeah. It's how good it is. It's crazy. It's like a straight up great rock and roll album. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which you don't get a lot of anymore. It's without, hard. Yeah, yeah. I believe they have a new album that's really cool. I haven't. That's what they were touring on. Yeah, I just listened to it. That's what they were touring on everywhere but San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, they did. Ooh, I uh, I got a problem with you, Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! This is oh, not a call out uh, podcast. Yeah, no, this is a gotcha podcast actually. <laughs> We're a shame podcast. We're a podcast you can have sex to, and we're uh, we're also a gotcha podcast. Also sports. Yeah, we're a fantasy yeah. football podcast. <laughs> too. This is uh, uh, the first band we're talking about on our podcast that I've seen live. Really? Is that true? I believe so. I don't think I've seen any of the bands we've had episodes about. Live. Where'd you see them? Uh, at? I saw that it was in Chicago. I was young. I was maybe fourteen, and it was they did a co-headlining tour with Weezer. And I like remember that tour. 14-year-old me is like dream show. Like yeah. I was so fired up. It was great. They yeah. were awesome live. They were really fun. Did they kill it? They killed it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bo- yeah, both bands were great. I mean, Foo Fighters are better performers than Weezer, if you've ever seen Weezer, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I have the feeling that Weezer just kind of plays. They they just they just lay there. And, Dave, <laughs> and, that, and that Dave Grohl kind Wait. of loses it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're saying that Weezer's not good live? Say it ain't so. Oh no! Jesus I'm sorry. Christ. I'm off my game these days. I would say I'm still uh, fucked up. Yeah, these puns that. are like this, uh, the the won't back down one wasn't even supposed to. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be that. It was more of a tribute pun. Well, you're making me very blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Tommy is very white. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Color and the Shape was like that's a great album. One of my favorite. I, that yeah. was one that was always in my CD case forever. Can I you still it. listen to it? Oh, for sure. I yeah. was it today i mean just because we're gonna talk about them it's so good their Um, live album is good skin and bones i haven't listened to skin and bones it's really cool you like it i do i like it because they do some it's gotten some mixed reviews some negative yeah yeah i like it but you know i have never been accused of someone as having great taste (laughs) (laughs) it'd be weird to be accused of that (laughs) shane i heard you have you're wearing that fucking jacket like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, before I forget, 
what I was going to say about the name Foo Fighters. Apparently, Dave Grohl's a big alien nerd, and a Foo Fighter is what in World War II, I believe, the uh, the pilots referred to as a UFO. They were called Foo Fighters. <laughs> alien. How do you, uh, where, I don't know where you get Foo. You know, like, I don't know. I don't wait. know. Like, we're just like some. Alabama redneck that I was think flying it was, planes uh, like he was a crop duster before, and now, <laughs> now he's flying oh, Nazis. Like, that, that ain't no Nazi. That's a Foo Fighter. <laughs> yeah, like, Who came up with that old dyslexic Dave? <laughs> 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 he just read UFO wrong? That's a Foo-o. <laughs> um, I think you have good taste, Shane. Yeah. yeah. Turn me on to the districts. I'd never heard of them. They're great, now right? I like them a lot. I would, yeah. have, I would defend them, but I think people really like They're too them. too cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like those drive-by truckers that we just saw? Saw them oh, twice. You saw them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You went Three times there, this year. Actually. Oh, shit. Man, I saw them I here, them. and then we saw, which was the coolest thing. You Did he tell you about I told I, we talked a little bit about Patterson Hood. It was like that's I was that's like falling. Yeah. It was that's so what I told good. Him. I actually yesterday because we talked about it a little bit yesterday on the podcast. Um, I'm not sure when what the order is going to be of how we release these, but we talked a little bit about it. And I listened to Bulldozers and Dirt on loop last night. <laughs> like I probably listened to that song 20 times yesterday, and then uh, that Dimes uh, turned. Oh wait, dimes turned up or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That the one where he Heathens says, was the one I was like I listened to like ten oh, times. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Heathen. Oh, so great. Yeah. The line, all my dead friends are settling down. Fucking ah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's a poet, man. And they played for. <laughs> then I went and saw the full band that night. They played for three fucking hours. Wow. Oh shit! And we were like Ryan Singer. So it's me, Singer Stone. James Fritz. And Kinane. Hell yeah. No, uh, Kyle didn't come. Uh, Brandy Posey and Wes Van Horn. Uh-huh. And we were all sitting there. Listen, there were these like country. There's nothing worse than Southern frat boys, I figured out. Mm. And like they were standing in front of Dave. And <laughs> Dave was like, this one guy kept standing in front of him. And Dave was, you know, he's kind of like a take no shit dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. kind of like, hey man, don't be able, don't be afraid. He like point to an open section on the floor and be like, don't be afraid to grab some of that over there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was it was great. That is fucking, so annoying when they, their finale was like insane. Like yeah. yeah, just like the light show was great and the sound they sounded fantastic. But they were like, and the ballads were awesome. But then at the end they were just like, it was like madness. It was yeah. like organized madness. It was crazy. Shit, dude, check them out if they if they ever come to a yeah. town near you. Fucking go. They, they did. Like, a, they did some good covers. They did a. Was it, is it the KKK took my baby away? Was that what? Oh, I don't know that. Who's that? Yeah. Is that the them? KKK took my baby away? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that's a right. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, re- I recognize the song, but I knew it wasn't there, yeah. so I don't know it. But I like it was it was awesome. They were. I've great. still never seen them live. I and Cooley to. was like, who? The other frontman was just like so great. He was just stoic as shit, playing like these awesome ballads and like hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Um. Fuck, was I just about to say that? Oh, yeah. We had, uh, I hate when you're saying it. This is part of what I don't like about live music most of the time. And what I loved about that Patterson Hood show, because it was just him. Yeah, so intimate as shit. It's yeah. intimate, so nobody's talking or anything like that, yeah. except for like the occasional like whisper. Like, like this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, there was so much of us just like hitting each other, like, hey, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> but we would just <laughs> say see... what Kanain said. Oh yeah, yeah. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah, the, yeah. Because he was like making us cry, and then Kanane was just like, 
you think you think you're not an artist? I gotta ask this guy if he believes in the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <in an hour. laughs> so funny. I was I thought about that for two days. It was, it was so, so funny. funny. But uh, yeah, so he was incredible. But yeah, it sucks when you're at a show and people are fucking talking around you. We went to see churches at uh, mm, Central Park. At Central Park, and these ladies were just chatting it up. Mm. It, was, it fucking ruined the show. Yeah, and that's why there are only four real ways to listen oh, to music. No. <laughs> This is Tom's no, I'm not theory. Even yeah. well, if you want to hear like, that what, theory, listen to another episode. But well, the best nice, one, nice way to get them into the back catalog. Yeah, <laughs> the back catalog. And if you want to get more into this catalog, a little later, uh, we had a uh, we had a Patreon subscriber. One of the one of the um, benefits to being a Patreon subscriber, if you're in the old uh, I think ten dollar market, is you get to pick a song that we'll uh, we'll discuss. And somebody pointed out. That I called Leonard Skinner racist in a past episode, and I said that I thought they said the N word in a song. <laughs> Apparently, I was wildly wrong. <laughs> they're actually very, uh, they're very cool. So they sent us a song to uh, to talk about, and we're going to do that at the end of the episode. Okay. Um, for now, should we get back on? Let's get back on yeah. the Foo Fighters. Let's talk about. Uh, so Jared Thompson leaves us a voicemail oh, yeah. for every episode. Uh, he's our buddy. Uh, Does he know who the guest is every week? I don't remember if I told him that it was you this time. Yeah. Um, we'll see. If he does know, he usually incorporates it in the voicemail. Okay. So we'll see what he went. Like? This one's uh, a cool two and a half minutes. That is so long. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, it's actually two minutes and 47 seconds. And it comes with a note that says, damn, that's really long. I'm sorry. <laughs> the first time JT's apologized for one of these. So this is our segment. They went to Jared. What's up, y'all? So this week they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending the Foo Fighters. Uh, I personally don't really care for the Foo Fighters. Uh, I think that most people are probably indifferent. I think that a good percentage of people probably like a song or two. I know that Everlong is David Letterman's favorite song. It's a good song. They have a few good songs. I don't really necessarily think that they're hated. Uh, certainly Maroon 5, Sublime, bands like that are you know, Nickelback are much more hated. Um, but I do think that there's an argument to be made here. I doubt the guest will be making this argument, but um, I had an interest in the Foo Fighters briefly because a couple of members of Sunny Day Real Estate, uh, Nate Mendel has played bass in Sunny Day, I mean, in the Foo Fighters for a while. And uh, William mm-hmm. Goldsmith played drums uh, in the Foo Fighters briefly. So uh, I will say that they are an example of how far rock and roll has fallen. What I mean by that is is that they probably would be listed as like a band of this generation, which is really sad because they if they were around in the you know, the early seventies, mid seventies, really any other era but this, they would be like an average band, uh, you know, like I don't think that that they would be even thought of as good at, at all if they were a band when there was a lot of good bands. But it's sad to say that I think that when all is said and done, they're going to be viewed as one of the most su- successful and even best bands of this era. And part of it is just because rock and roll kind of sucks now. And there's a lot of factors. I mean, I like a lot of current bands. Uh, you know, I think the War on Drugs album from this year is really great. Um, I think Radiohead would probably be considered the best band of this era, but they've been around 
long enough that they really should have been thought of as the best band from a different era, and we should have moved on to a new batch of bands. And there just isn't. There are good bands, but not not many of them sort of found a national following to be thought of as an era's best band. So I think sort of by default, the Foo Fighters would be maybe the worst ever best band of an era. Uh, And I don't know who else would be up for it. Black Keys, maybe. I I don't know. I guess Kings of Leon. I'm really not sure. Uh, But anyway, this is going to be a challenge uh, for whoever the guest is because there's not a whole lot to argue. They're just kind of a boring, indifferent band. All right, thanks. See? All right. Jared, oh, he's just the it. coolest guy. <laughs> well, he said Kings of Leon was arguable for best, which is insane. They, I mean, they, they, I would say they were a hot streak band. For yeah, a while. but like, and they, but they completely changed their sound when they hit uh, major success because yeah. they were like way more, I think, like country rock sort of shit. Yeah, a little like on the, uh, like yeah, a little more like kind of twangy sound and yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right. I think that we can save maybe 40 seconds on these, Jair Bear, if we stop questioning whether or not we should even be talking about the band, because we're already doing that, all right? <laughs> we should be, because the Facebook comments, this is another segment of this podcast, uh, we we not only go to Jared, but we go to uh, Mark uh, Zuckerberg's uh, baby boy, uh, Facebook. <laughs> um, we, uh, well, I was like, you guys should be more successful if you have a tie in with Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Mark Zuckerberg is, uh, physically unable to have children because he pretty, he fucked a robot and made Facebook. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you are um, in so much trouble. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mean that, Mr. Zuckerberg. That was <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> yeah, no. that was Tommy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people, this is what I was surprised by this, but so I, I posted as I often do, do you hate Foo Fighters and why? And I thought that we were going to get a bunch of shit because a lot of times, every time we fucking do this, we have a bunch of people like, how dare you even bring into question that anybody hates the Foo Fighters. <laughs> a lot of people fucking hate them, it turns out. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, they feel that they're bland. They feel that they their first two albums were good, and then everything else sucks. Um, a lot of it like is that, so many bands. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot of people hate them because they think they're boring and that they're like cheesy rock or something like that. So okay, which I don't. I mean, it's not that I'm taking well, like, some of this. Some this of the, is just the case yeah. against. Yeah, let's read some. I think a lot of them are kind of angry Nirvana fans that wish it was better. That's like a crazy thing. Yeah, like Dave Grohl's not supposed to feed his family. That's what, like, the, one of the big articles I found was somebody just bitching. They were like, "You know what? I've kept my mouth shut for too long about Dave Grohl, but now it's gone too far." And it's like, why? And it, it was just because the guy was like, Nick, "Nirvana, Kurt Cobain was the greatest artist of all time, and Dave Grohl's up there cheesing it up, talking about like, let's rock and roll tonight." And Kurt Cobain didn't say shit between songs other than, like, I hope you like this one. It's like, they're different fucking dudes, man. Like, yeah. you're allowed to be different a different front guy. Man. And by the way, Nirvana was a band for, what, seven, eight years? That's, like, the big argument is, like, if Nirvana was around right now, what would they look like? Well, I don't, don't even care about the know. hypothetical. Yeah. Like, I just, like, you can't I'm just saying, it, it, think about, this is, like, a, a real argument you can make. The Foo Fighters have outsold them. Uh-huh. Outsold Nirvana. 
That's they're, crazy. Yeah, I mean, they, and they've been around longer. Yeah. They kept it together longer, uh-huh. right? They toured. He came out of the shadow of, like, I don't know, the person most identifiable, identified with the 90s. Yeah. yeah like, like, that's impressive. Like, name one other person who you're like, when they're kind of married to someone that is ha, has surpassed them. Yeah. You like, know, like uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Like, you don't hear shit about, yeah. Or, like... <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. You don't hear shit about Garfunkel. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or even like... Well, he's had, mean, a, like, big, he's had a big uh, resurgence in Garfunkel and Oates. <laughs> <laughs> or like um, like people you see attached to one another. Like, um, like I do think he's funny, but like David Spade and... Chris Farley. I was just going to say Kevin yeah. Farley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like that's, an, that's like a ridiculous thing, you know, and yeah. he wasn't the front man at the time. Like, uh-huh. I have like a tremendous amount of respect for that. And he writes good songs. Is the other thing? Yeah, yeah, he can write a hit. Uh, yeah. Somebody pointed out, like as soon as they wrote "Everlong," it was like, "Oh, now I'm gonna write songs like this." Because it wasn't There's like all tr- he has he has whatever. turned in um, some uh, like he's found a way to do things the way he wants to do. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But that's also true of any artist has a style. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Sure. So like, I don't know, like why some people will attach like. It being a pop remedy to making money and like writing songs to some artist, and then other people being like, "Oh, that is a yeah Paul Simon song." You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and it's one's more credible than the other just because you like Paul Simon. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, you know, yeah. like which is a thing is like, yeah, everybody writes songs the way they write songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you that's know, like, some um... very few people kind of do a like a, across the board like so many different things. There's so many uh-huh. few artists that. Everybody I mean, sounds I like, like they sound like. I don't. I'm not everybody, but I don't. Sure, I feel like that's kind of one of the reasons Jared gives it to Radiohead as such a good band because they they keep evolving and doing weird shit. But they even keep that, doing weird shit. Even they that doing is weird a Radiohead shit. thing, where it's like you're like, oh, is that robots fucking? And it's like, oh, that's a Radiohead song. Yeah, well, cool. you can make that argument about you too at different points in their career. Sure, you know, like, but you know, like, did it's like did what they evolve into was it good? But yeah, well, like I, that's the problem. It's like people just assume Radiohead is good. Yeah, that's, and yeah. I think the way people feel about the Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. I feel about Radiohead. You think like it's they have some good song? Yeah, I think they have some really good songs. But then some people are just like, "Let me play this song for you." Like it's like this song. Some of their songs suck. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on Team Shane on this. I love wow. OK Computer. I love the Benz and a lot yeah. of the new stuff. I just it's and there's like stuff before that that is like incredible. Like they have some amazing songs. Some Pablo uh-huh. Honey stuff is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I the, just like with them when they play. What guitar. was a talk I show host that, on? That's What's that? Is Maybe that, that, that uh, was on a soundtrack. Talk show host was like, oh, I'll be waiting with a gun and a pack of sandwiches. <laughs> I don't know that one. Yeah. I don't think that's a song, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I think you dreamt that. <laughs> Standing outside of your house right now. <laughs> um, I'm I think it's up. on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Oh, I think you're right. That, yeah. You know what? I always forget about that song because of that. Uh, yeah. I think you're right. But that was oh, no, it's on the bins. That doesn't seem right. Maybe it's on both. I don't think that is on the bands. I think this person's wrong. Um, but Maybe it it's on both. On the but, I mean, they... Uh, and that was like... Would you say the band was the one that, like... Stratosphered them? I mean, well, well, Creep, was on, Creep was yeah, on Pablo Honey. Creep, yeah. And that but was their sing, that breakthrough. Was their break, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Cause, but they used to open for, like, Belly. That band from yeah, the night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I, I, I think a lot of OK Computer kept them going, but Creep is like that hit that they like resent because they're like, oh, people are going to think we always sound like this. And like they thought that it was yeah. too simple. 
Uh, the Benz is what got me into them because I listened to them in order. Uh, but I I do like a lot of their new shit. I think that uh, in Rainbows is perfect. And I, I think, think it's that... a fucking yawn. Oh, is that right? Team, team yawn. Oh, oh, get fucked. With I, I, I've honest, had the same. I've had the same opinion God. every time. We talk like, about I, I gave it a real shot. Yeah, when it came out, and mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> just like it's fine. Like if I want to do my yeah. taxes, that's what I'll play. Sure, <laughs> not. Sure. Want. Well, it, this is why we not try not to me. have Texas yokels on the podcast very often. <laughs> oh, is that right, you fucking Indiana rube? <laughs> I will uh, say, I think it's in. So I like was a big Nirvana fan when I yeah. was younger, and I like didn't understand. I never knew that that was like a thing that if you like Nirvana, you were supposed to hate the Foo Fighters because that I, was like a weird. Th- I do remember that. I, I mean, didn't I'm a have little that older instinct, than you, yeah. But that was like a very real thing, uh-huh. yeah. Because uh, I people were heartbroken. I remember when he died, and it was, I was like fourteen or something like mm-hmm. that, and pe- like kids were like crying in my school. It was yeah. like, it was weird, yeah. you know. Like and that was like the first rock star I liked that I remember dying, mm-hmm. and now they're fucking f- falling like f- Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's never really but uh, damn day. Rock stars die a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's just because there's too many fucking rock stars now. It's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm know sure if that's the rate true. has gone up a little bit. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Like, kids were like, I remember there was a couple kids that would wear black on the anniversary of his death. Ah. Uh, like, and he's been dead for 23 yeah. years. Now? I was like the kind of, I read the journals. I did all yeah. that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I would, uh, I read the conspiracy theory book. Oh, you know how many documentaries I watched? Kurt and Courtney. You, yeah, 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 it's yeah. great. Is that one good? It's I haven't the British, watched that one. It's the British narrator being like, Courtney hired a hitman. Why did she know him? <laughs> Three <laughs> days he? later, after this interview, he died on train tracks yeah, behind yeah. his house. Oi! <laughs> Courtney short... <laughs> Croy. 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 <laughs> Howdy, uh. Gabner. Courtney shot... <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's the worst documentary of all the ones. <laughs> Have you guys uh, seen Montage of Heck? Yes, I think it's bad. That's the one you don't like it. That's the one where they keep trying to like imply that he had sex with this like mentally Which handicapped every, woman. Everyone you interview at, that they asked about that after is like that's a hundred percent not true. Yeah, they just took everything like he wrote in his journals as that is a hundred percent fact, uh-huh. and not that he w- didn't have an active imagination. The yeah. person who ended up being like the most creative yeah. guy of a generation. <laughs> oh, also the guy who was blitzed on heroin. The <laughs> yeah, whole fucking yeah. Night. yeah. Uh, and that's why I never liked Nirvana. I'm a straight edge guy, dude. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah, you were so straight edge this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? All I did was drink white wine. <laughs> all, that, all you did was drink That's white wine. That's it, pretty much. I mean, in PBRs, and then I was just being chatty. That's, I mean, he barely, he didn't even perform. He just drank. That's true. Week. I mean, that's why people bring me to festivals to watch me drink white wine. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fun time boy. When I'm... That would be a good podcast, the White Winers. Oh, that's good. We just that's drink also wine just and like complain. a MRA thread on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> the White Winers. Yeah, fuck you guys. Suck my yeah, dick. Tommy's pretty active on there, but um, yeah, it's fuck. All right, let's see here. Uh, I do like Jared's point about uh, the Sunny Day Real Estate. Uh huh. Yeah, because I love that band. Yeah. I'm the, that's, that's a I band like I that's, always hope gets back together for something. Uh huh. I think that's the thing about Foo Fighters. It, it's like this low key super group, you know, in a weird way. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's got pieces from a lot of stuff. It's got. Two, I mean, it started with two members of Nirvana, so it's like. Yeah. Because they also had a uh, the second guitarist was a uh, was a guy who had come on to Nirvana for a little while. Oh yeah, is that right? 
Yeah. Yes, I cannot remember his name at this point. But um, so, did you feel shame? Like not shame, but like made fun of for listening to it because of the Nirvana backlash, like immediately, or did you just hear? No, people- I remember. My buddy Blake, who was a uh, my guitar player in my band. Oh shit! Uh, shout out to Outside World. We never made it, but we should have. Uh, <laughs> no chance. Uh, terrible band. Uh, <laughs> they were all actually very good. I was horrible. Um, What'd you do? I sang. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, moving forward, um, he was just like, "Yeah, Dave Grohl's got this." And he read it in like a like maybe like a Guitar World or something like that. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. And he was, he was kind of like, I don't know. You know, and I was like, I think it'll probably be good. Right. And I was like, uh, I was like, he's a great drummer. And then he was like, he's going to be the singer and guitar player. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I like, yeah, I love, I like, I got into him from the start. I was like, I didn't think it was as, good. Definitely didn't think it was as good as Nirvana, but it wasn't as important to me as Nirvana either. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if... Uh, and by the way, what's more mainstream than Nirvana? For sure. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's considered this thing that's like cool. I think it's mostly... I mean, obviously the music is good. Yeah. But I I mean, do Drain You is one of the greatest songs of all time. Hell yeah. But yeah, yeah. I wonder where they would... I I don't know. I know we're not getting into hypotheticals, yeah. but I do I, have to yeah. wonder that's if like they the were shittiest. still around. I hate know? the hypothetical thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact also... The fact that I could love them as a 13-year-old white kid in the suburbs means they were mainstream. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. 10 years oh, after for he died, sure. like... They Still in my hometown, Fort Worth, the radio has not changed mm. at all. Like yeah. it is still that shit, and they're like always the gin blossoms are on. It's uh, like hell yeah, which I, I would fuck. It. I should have defended them. Oh, that'd be yeah. We'll have you back because <laughs> I could talk about Mrs. Rita for days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we should. We should have a, one of those marathon podcasts. <laughs> a three-day long. Yeah, yeah. I will admit, and this is a, not a cool thing to say, I think I stopped liking the Foo Fighters when I realized it wasn't cool to like them, which is not. Wow. I think I stopped listening to them, and I'll admit that. I, I was think like, oh, they're shit, a little bit of a bro first. band. I think some, like, I, well, I think I there's like, like a little bit of like not... Mm-hmm. I think like an artist, like you know, like sure, like I think they they are more mainstream, clearly. But I feel like like one of the things is like, like your mom probably knows who the Foo Fighter yeah. or who Dave Grohl yeah. is, you know. Like I feel my like mom might know, and she just, doesn't know who anyone is. That's a symptom of being so big, though, because yeah. that, I do think that any huge band, because they are so fucking successful. Yeah. Like I mean, they might be the biggest rock band. He's the face of rock for sure. Yeah, right now, I think it's him. Um. Chris Martin. Is that the guy from Coldplay? Yeah, yeah. I would say he's up there. I mean, I, you consider sure, them, they're a pop rock band, but they are a rock, rock. band. Yeah. Um, I mean, they play the right instruments for Bono it. is ever present. Sure. And, I mean, like, kind of the guy from The Killers, Brandon, because they were, they have a lot of hits, too. Mm-hmm. They actually, funny you say that, their new album just today surpassed Foo Fighters' new album as number one on the rock charts. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder how they are. I haven't Both listened in. to it yet. Yeah, yeah. Their last one was a big, uh, big success, but I didn't love it necessarily. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just wild that yeah, it's wild that you brought that up. But um, I will say I had a similar thing to you, Tommy, where I remember really liking uh, "Learn to Fly," which I the these songs are still the, like the, the opening lick in that song is oh, yeah. fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, but then I got so into best of you and it was another one of these we talk about the four ways to listen to music 
Great running song. Best of you got me fired up, and it was. I was it is. A, it is a jacked up song. It's I awesome. Yeah, it'll get you going. It'll get that heart rate going. I do have a, a quick best of you anecdote. Is my friend and I were uh, my friend's cousin was driving us to school, and we would play that album all the time. And then at some point, the cousin just flipped out, and she goes, "I can't listen to this song anymore. He's just yelling." <laughs> <laughs> that's true, but he's a good. He's a good. Uh, yell he's a good singer. yeller. Yeah, yeah. So that's. It, that's exactly what I was about to say. Is my friends who I was like in an improv troupe with or something? They Christ. started making fun of that song about the yelling, and they there was even they made up an improv game where you just sing like that, and like it was all just to trash that song. And you I guys had to were be the like, kung fu fighters. Right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that that was the thing. Is we yeah we would just yell and like. They were making fun of that it was just yelling, and then I would have to be like, yeah, this song sucks, and then I would go listen to it all the time. And luckily, back then, we didn't have the Spotify thing where people could see what you were listening to. Mm. Uh, so I turned on them a little bit after that, but I I would listen to it with a little bit of shame. But I still, you know, it's a good, they're fucking, it's good. They're good rock and roll songs. They're not like, and here's the other thing. I think if you put Best of You on a car seat headrest album, people would like lose their, like if he wrote that song, they'd be like, this is so great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like they're like in, there's an, there's baggage uh, with the name now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a truth to that. Like, um, like you guys watched Norm's last special. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you watched the one before it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And the one before it may be the best special in the past 20 like years. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. Me doing stuff. And everybody's like the second one that's like, or uh, Hitler's dog. Yeah. Is good. Uh huh. But it's not his best. That's, I'm like, sure. If, I put out that, or either of you put that out, people would be like, this is my new favorite this comic. Like, Absolutely. There, yeah. There's a truth to that that people like, like you hold people to a standard sure. that they've set, which you should. Sure. And your best should always be the most recent thing you did. Uh-huh. But everybody has like a down album uh-huh. or a uh, or, or they but lose it can a fight. Still or, be well, it's like Mulaney, too. I mean, New in Town's like one of my favorite specials ever. Yeah. And then so I thought the TV show would be my favorite thing ever, and it wasn't, but... <laughs> uh, uh, why wasn't it? Uh, it yeah, but then I think it, it was a... Not a great. It show. was not a great show, but then Comeback Kid came out, and I think that's a great special. Yeah, and it's a hell of, a, and it is like, like the great name of the Comeback Kid is like perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fascinating that he was like legitimately afraid nobody would want to see him ever again after that TV show, like Mulaney. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a, there, he's talked about how he legitimately thought he would go out on stage and people would be like making fun of him and stuff. I would too. Of, yeah, I mean, I no, really, it's it's funny because we like all respect him so much. And you can have that, um, but there's a separation yeah. of you know like between fame or like between talent and success and fame. Yeah. Like yeah, like fame. He is a famous person clearly, but if he has a hit TV show, sure, he is the most famous mm-hmm. person. He is a successful stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. It's like what I always say once as a as a as a TV show, but he's also succeeded once with SNL. Like, yeah. you know, so in my, he's leveled Dude, off. In this that is book. exactly what I tell people. About Michael Richards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had one slip up. <laughs> Wait, are there any good Facebook comments? Cause we should, uh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, should yeah. Did you guys the, uh, watch, uh, the new curb yet? No. The new yeah. curb. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah, I haven't seen that. Really funny. I have not, I didn't even watch the musical. So funny. It's yeah. The yeah. funniest shit ever. 
When did it? When did it? it was come Sunday. Out? Sunday. Oh shit! When also, you were on your seventeen-hour uh, drive, yeah, seeing I the didn't Great see American anything. Southeast, just feeling all of it, just feeling every mistake I've ever made in my life. Oh, God. Also, the new Nathan for you is about Michael Richards a little bit, and it's oh, so funny. Shit. So definitely watch, watch that. It. There's so much good shit to watch. All right, let's see some of these Facebook comments. Uh, <laughs> one person says, listen to this Skin and Bones live acoustic album and apologize for all this blasphemy. It's not fucking blasphemy. Is it, hold on, is that a question? That's a pro Foo Fighters comment. Yeah. 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 People say blasphemy every single time. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> get a little bit more creative with <laughs> yeah. these Facebook yeah. comments. Uh, this person says they're my favorite band that I don't own a single record of, which a few people said, and I think they're that is an like interest- it's all hits. Like, that, uh, they only put out, like, singles yeah. that are interesting. Color the Shapes, front to back, a great album. Yeah, Tommy played a little bit more of it for me that he liked because I didn't listen to their the deep cuts on Color uh, the Shapes. I, I didn't listen to their album. deep cuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see the whole. Oh, we got to get into this AIDS thing pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll wait. Let's uh, not get too into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are going to administer AIDS <laughs> and see if it's real. Um, all right, this person says, as a uh, our, our buddy Andy Y says. As a whole, I love the Foo Fighters, but the last few albums I've heard, pretty, I pretty much lo- loathed. They went from being an interesting rock band with crunchy guitars, melding punk rock, classic rock, the l- sludgier side of metal and power pop into a sound all their own. They had fast songs, mid-tempo cuts, and ballads. But the last two records, though, have basically just been Dave Grohl trying to impress rock critics and everybody's uncle who still thinks listening to the Foo Fighters is something the kids do. They started to go backwards trying to sound like a classic rock band instead of pressing forward and cultivating something new. It just feels stale as fuck, and it bums me out in a huge way as somebody who used to love the band. Oof. A lot of people <laughs> give it... I, I've heard a lot of people say that about how it's like dad music. It, it is not. Dad music is Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, not anymore. His son died. Oh, shit. Hold for um, it. <laughs> I am not making that joke. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Did eat? But maybe <laughs> may, I bet Foo Fighters will be the new dad music. Mm, sure. But I also bet they'll play Bonnaroo in twenty years, and people will lose their fucking minds, or Dude, whatever the it equivalent is, is. So funny that you say that because that's what Maroon Five said about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "We're not cool now, but in twenty years, we'll be playing Bonnaroo." And it's like, no, they, they don't. I bet they. I, I, will, right I bet they will fighters. get something like that. You think um, Maroon Five will? I bet they will get something not like that big. But I, I bet you they had like dancey hit. They're not. That's what I'm saying. I know, don't like, think they fit that style of music, but yeah. I think they do. Like, the, yeah. I, I like. What, I mean, we're making the same point, kind of. Yeah. I feel like, uh, but yeah, I think that's a thing. People are like, you know, kind of like. You know, nostalgia sells at music festivals For a sure. lot. Sure. Now, you know, like, like. People will like will be like, I am gonna go see Billy Joel at Coachella this yeah, year, and you're yeah. just like, did you buy his last 19 <laughs> albums? You know you did. You know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah, yeah. But like, they're all like little fuck asses about it, <laughs> and uh, just like, little fuck asses. <laughs> well, they're just little shit. Like, I don't like. It's a safer thing for them to like Billy Joel. And like make the same and make that argument about the Foo Fighters. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Well, I'm sure like it's all it, cyclical. Where, yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's the exact same. It's like you can make the I can make that argument about Billy Joel as I just did. Uh-huh. You know, you know, like uh-huh. nobody. It's like, oh, what was uh, what's your favorite song of Billy Joel's even from the 2000s? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like, but then you're like, oh, I know, you know, like 
scenes from it, whatever, you know, like they're like, yeah, you're going, you're going crazy for the third, you know, the third track off of his 2004 release. Of, sure. Well, to know, ask a band where he's to singing have... about being a dad. <laughs> to ask a band to have more than three great albums is asking so much. <laughs> like, sure, because yeah. how many people have done it? It's Creed, so few. Creed, and Creed. <laughs> I listened to Scott Stepp's solo album. You got to listen to it. Is it crazy? There's a song called Jesus Was a Rock Star, and it is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's talking about him, like, boozing and stuff. <laughs> I guess he, Scott Stepp is, like, a huge asshole who's, like, also an alcoholic. He's I a don't crazy know. person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's kind of sad. Let's talk about this AIDS thing real fast. Yes. Uh, so stand by this, Shane. <laughs> uh, they handed out pamphlets because they say that there is no link between HIV and AIDS. So they spread out. They did this at a live show where they had. Don't like, paraphrase this. You're giving me this directly the way. It, oh no! Yeah. This is what happened. Okay. Like, they did a live show. I'll I'll just search the story so that we uh, so that I don't mix up anything here. Uh, I just looked up AIDS Foo Fighters. <laughs> uh, Foo Fighters. You never want when you search you a band. You're going to get some weird targeted ads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, oh, wait. I have something good oh, here. You do? Yeah. You got okay, okay in 2000, up. while the Foo Fighters were touring on their breakout album, There's Nothing Left to Lose, bass player Nate Mandel came across a book by a leading HIV denier called Christine Maggior called i don't like that and shared it with the other band members including dave Grohl. the foo fighters ended up playing a benefit concert for maggiore's hiv denialist organization alive and well at which maggiore spoke and copies of her book were handed out what does it say they say about it do they say do they comment anything about it? i mean they like, clearly believe it if they're handing it out of their concerts yeah. like because because it's and it's like so fucking dangerous because it, it it like it invokes like it's a, first of all if we'll see if it seems more. like they did do it okay it just it definitely seems like they yeah, yeah like yeah. okay uh so oh, i can't I, will, I i don't like devil's advocate is like the shittiest thing that's crazy okay yeah. okay first of all okay. all right i would uh, love if se- you just started being like well how so do we know <laughs> secondly i want to know what they say about it because yeah, that's yeah. you know yeah, like I, well actually this now. is kind of crazy i found there's an there's an old demo uh, of Everlong that was actually it was originally kind of about this. Have you heard this? Yeah, yeah. Actually, they did comment on it within this song. Yeah, Will you pull sure. it up on yeah, SoundCloud? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it right here. Hold on. Let me. Oh, they only play up. this way. Play it this way live. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it's a. You had to find it on YouTube. Uh, hold on. I found it. Hello. I don't think AIDS is real. I'm Dave Grohl. HIV doesn't seem real to me. It's all in your head, all in your head, I said. And I wonder... If scientists are real, if, uh, I think Freddie Mercury died of natural causes. I'll never watch Dallas Buyers Club again. The only thing I gotta ask of you, if I get AIDS, just know that it isn't real. I said. 
Wow, that's really fucked up. That's crazy. And it, he, I think, uh, Tommy, I think Tommy Morrison was the inspiration for that song. <laughs> you guys think that they almost called uh, AIDS mercury poisoning? <laughs> God. <sighs> Shane, thanks for coming on the show. This is so... <laughs> Uh, Wait, I also there's an old demo right? of Best of You. Have you guys heard of that? Uh, I haven't heard it. I, I I think I remember hearing something about this, but I didn't I didn't check it out. I think we I'm pulling it up now. I really do think that AIDS is fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I'm glad you found the we found the perfect snippet from it. <laughs> so really, we all just remember the radio versions. I think it's yeah, what yeah. <laughs> Oh, few I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> there goes my AIDS. <laughs> play that. Just play that lick again. Uh, the uh, the best of you lick. Play the opening. It's just the chords. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. Oh, hold on, I'll put it on. <laughs> See, I don't know why people don't think that doesn't sound. Good. <laughs> oh, I think good. most people would agree that that sounds good. <laughs> See, that's and Tommy sucks at guitar. And <laughs> someone give him the best. <laughs> oh, fuck. Wow. Listen, I was already in drop Jesus forever. Careful <laughs> <laughs> with that mic, Tommy. God damn. That's how you got AIDS being in drop D. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyways. I'm fine uh, at guitar. <laughs> oh, you got your feelings hurt. Oh, my God. You this is an anti shame podcast. Hurt. You nerd. You fucking suck. <laughs> oh, you are pretty good. I, I was like, I feel bad. Do you feel bad? No, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's see if there's anything else about what they actually. Yeah, because yeah, that's crazy. Like that, I I, I don't yeah, want to yeah. believe that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to believe. But I think they've never. Oh come yeah, out. here we go. Uh, Mandel I don't want says to believe was, that they think that. Mandel mm-hmm. said he was won over by uh, this book and passed around the rest of the band. Which yeah, so he passed around and I, they all, they all agreed. If you test positive for HIV, you are pretty much given a bleak outlook and told to take toxic drugs to possibly ward off new infections. Uh, with the other band members on board, Mandel aims to use the Foo Fighters celebrity to get the message out to a broader audience. Uh, so they do that. They do that benefit. Da, da, da. So it sounds to like they're anti-vaxxers a little bit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. AIDS. So, is they're, a, so they're, are they denying AIDS? Is that what he's saying? No, or? he's not. They're not denying that AIDS is real. Okay, they're denying that HIV causes uh, causes AIDS. So okay. they think it's actually caused. It says AIDS is by, to- treat- by, by the treatment. Treat- yeah. They say AIDS is a toxic disease caused by either long-term recreational drug abuse or short-term anti-HIV medications. Yeah, see, because we got to be clear about that because it sounded like when you first told me this, yeah, off air or off, like my, it was like an Alex Jones. Type. Yeah, it was like yeah. AIDS is not. They don't believe AIDS is. Real. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Tommy read that and immediately started jerking a monkey off. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that he's handing out a book to the band like he's fucking Phil Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the new triangle <laughs> offense. <laughs> AIDS isn't real. Uh, yeah. Mendel says, I am absolutely confident that I'm doing the right thing. No, I wouldn't real- feel responsible for possibly harming somebody. I feel I'm doing the opposite. It is crazy. 
It's crazy. That is, yeah. Because they're literally, like, they're trying to convince people not to take HIV medication. Well, I mean, you shouldn't. No, uh, um, was he saying he's trying to tell them not to take certain kinds of HIV medication? Because, like, wasn't that, like, part of Dallas Buyers Club that he had, like, like, Um, he was, like, getting the wrong treatment or wrong Well, they were, like, getting drugs from Mexico because the the hospitals wouldn't give out the drugs that would work, I think. Or something like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was that they were testing the drug, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's so it what wasn't it was. ready yet. And they were like, no, oh, okay, just start administering yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That was what it was. And then finally, there's that scene where they agree to give the medicine. And uh, Mike, Matthew McConaughey goes, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's from, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> that's crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, the, I can't insane. fucking. It's defa- so- like, I can't. Stick on his side of well, that. I think like, without today, yeah, I can't it's crazy. Re- that like, was... if that's exactly what it is, uh-huh. then absolutely fucking not, dude. I do. Not <laughs> I agree think what we'll do side. is we'll deduct, and we'll... that it sounds like that's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah, it's. I think we have to deduct a point from the playlist <laughs> on on uh, on the on this beha- on this uh, fact. There's one more <laughs> controversy sorry. I found. This is a smaller one, but they. Uh... At O2 Arena, they did a big show in London. There's a smaller controversy than AIDS denial. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a bunch of ticket holders showed up to find oh, out yeah. that uh, they were you weren't allowed to come in without a photo ID, and they had no one had been told this before. So all these people showed up and just had to get turned away. So how do you feel about voter suppression in black communities? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Not as strongly as I feel about AIDS. <laughs> oh shit! A smaller uh, controversy. <laughs> Um. Yeah, uh, people would take offense to that. That being a smaller controversy than voters <laughs> than the civil rights issues. It is funny. I thought about that as I was reading that. Like, this is the only other time I've seen ID being an issue yeah. like this. And uh, I like that they think. I that think. It, yeah, that's like that was one what of those was the, what was the the initiation of the ID. The reasoning was stub was resale. They didn't want resale because yeah. I mean Louis C.K. did point. that too. Yeah, but if you let people know ahead of time, it's not an issue at all. Sure. Then it's just like yes, yeah, so it was a poorly planned. I will say, exactly, yeah. yeah, no. I, so it was a well intended. That was a well intended. It's well intentioned, but they didn't think about like, oh, some people buy their secondary uh, market tickets, or it's not even just that, but they'll like buy tickets for like a gift or something. So that yeah. would happen to some people. Yeah, it's also. Um, I mean, that's the kind so of it's thing like, like a well intended but poorly executed thing. It's like sure. Pearl Jam and Ticketmaster. Like yeah. when you go against that stuff, some people are always going to get screwed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's part of life. Yeah. And, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Life sucks. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna so get like, one way like, another. Like when was that? This was, that was the year of our Lord. Man, this does not scroll as fast as you wanted to. How fast do you need it to scroll? Uh, this was recent. This uh, this article is from Wednesday, September twentieth, twenty seventeen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twitter. So that just was part of it. Yeah. yeah. So the. So yeah, I. Yeah, I guess not everybody's on social media. I mean, I'm sure they must have blasted that out somewhere, right? I don't think they did. That's, the if they didn't do that, that's or At that's least it crazy. didn't say when people bought the tickets. So a yeah. ton of people were pissed. And then they started letting people in later, like hours yeah. later. But a lot, most people left. There's got, yeah. Pretty the, fucked up, Foo Fighters. Speak to this, Dave Grohl. I think, or it's got to be like, yeah, there's got to be a way to remedy that. I think it's... A well-intended thing, but that and that fucking sucks, and I feel bad for anybody who. It's just I I've been there. I mean, we all have been there where you buy secondhand shit, you know. 
Yeah. I, I do it all the time. I get this fucked apartments on. filled with it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this is crazy. The end of this article, the last paragraph, is frontman Dave Grohl appeared on BBC News Wednesday where it was revealed that Prince Harry once slapped drummer Taylor Hawkins to wake him up before a gig. Prince Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's another fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sh- what the hell? What is happening? Oh, that's on my computer. I was so confused. How are you hosting a music podcast and that's what you're listening to? I wasn't listening to <laughs> it. That was part of a website <laughs> that I was looking up that Foo Fighters story. God Whatever. It. You what was fucking, it CoolMusic.com? Hey, fuck you're just you. Yeah, it was. Down in your fucking basement uh, room dancing with glow sticks by yourself. <laughs> you know what? That song actually wasn't that bad. Now that I, I'm going to stand by that song. I, if I hadn't X'd out of it so fast. I, know, I wish we could hear it again. <laughs> Somebody accused me uh, recently... Like a, a stranger, someone in our like reviews or whatever, accused me of liking mom music, <laughs> which I disagree with. I think it's stepmom music. I think I like the soundtrack. Like Nelly. Yeah, yeah. I, the I Nelly Tim McGraw co album. Do you remember that's that? Like, that's honestly the only rap I've ever heard. <laughs> Do you remember that, Shane? Because no. it's all in oh, my head. Sweat I'll think about it over and over great again. Song. <laughs> That was like when they were probably the most idealistic those two men had ever been. <laughs> yeah, I think they thought. Who like, was the pair that like thought they solved racism? Uh, Brad, it, Brad Paisley and LL Cool J did a song called "Accidentally Racist." Oh my god, Can we, we have to, to listen to it? some it's of so that. Funny. That is the maybe worst song that's ever existed. That's a real thing. It's Have called Accidentally Racist. No, I mean, but I mean, that's not something I would know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm trying to fill so my brain with something cool, Shane. I am uh, cool. <laughs> Oh, is it not on Spotify? It might be a title download. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing it. Damn. I think they erased it from the internet. Or at least it's not pulling up on my uh, Spotify here. It's uh, You should check that song out, though. I do have premium. That's oh. the best streaming. It's the... the pre- Premium Spotify is my favorite streaming service I pay for. It's I'm like, a big fan also, yeah. Worth every fucking It's great. Penny. I got it. Every fucking penny. When I moved to Chicago, I got and it. The, I your like, weekly mix damn. thing, that feature. It's great. Oh, I yeah, learned so much fantastic. new music from that. Uh, release Radar is fun. Yeah. Get all the new songs. Damn, I'm so mad that this won't pull up, but it's not happening. That's all right. Uh, anyway. Should we get to the songs? Yeah, let's listen to some music here. Yeah. Let's jam out, dude. Finally, oh, shit. We're fun. already we're an hour in. Damn. Sorry, guys. I'm just super No, this is... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's go to... All right, let's start this off with the one that uh, that started them off, Everlong. I feel like nobody... Somebody commented on this song on the Facebook thing, and they were mad that people love this song so much. I don't see anybody really like this song. That's the part. Like, like this comes in trembling on that hi-hat. Sure. Like, I don't know. No, this song It'll get a little garbled. Actually, let's do this. It becomes a little like it builds. Like a, a few of their songs really build in this kind of anthemic way, where you get charged up like the further along sure. it goes. Oh, this is such a good pump yeah. song. I think it's really cool that Letterman liked it so much. Yeah. Yeah, whenever Letterman's like enjoying himself, it's, it's the like best thing some ever. of my happiest moments. It's like when your dad, who's like not nice, is like nice. <laughs> not that he's, that he's grumpy, I yeah, should yeah. say. Because that's I feel like it's weird that they picked a, such an honorary man to be a late night show host. <laughs> but it's so good. That was what was so fun about it. Him. The fuck about him is I should do that. You know I can't read. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, 
and then right. Yeah, and then yeah, that's the part I was talking about. What a beautiful song. That's a great song. The acoustic version's great also, that. Yeah. There's one that was making its way around the old <laughs> mixes and lime wires back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the circuit. I was watching some YouTube clip of him talking. Uh, he was like performing somewhere in like Italy or France, like an acoustic set. And he was like, oh, this song, I got to tell this funny story. She was just, he was just like, I was like, my wife and I were at something, uh, and Taylor Swift was there. And she, there was like a band playing, like a house band playing, and then like everybody, just, she just like wanted her to get up, and she started playing a couple of songs, and she's uh-huh. like, "I really love this song. It's by one of my favorite artists." And he's like, "Oh, that's cool." He's like, "He's she's gonna do a cover," and he's sitting there with his wife, and he goes, "I know this song." He goes like, "Who?" He goes, "Who wrote this song?" And his wife was just like, "You did." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, That's I think great. it was Everlong. Was like what it was. Was he was, pulling a dick move, or was he like he legitimately? He, he legitimately was like, "I did not know." Like he That's couldn't. So like, funny. I like yeah. the idea of him being like, "Oh, uh, who wrote this song, honey?" Yeah, I thought yeah. he was being an asshole. I also thought you were to say that maybe she just started playing one of her own songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is from somebody that I really respect. <laughs> I am my own inspiration. Yeah, Taylor this Swift. joke was I written. Just this up, and the headline is Dave Grohl. I jammed with Taylor Swift when I was super high. <laughs> I swear to God, right there, us weekly. Plus, I, uh, I his um, his WTF interview is really good. Oh, because he heard t- it. he talks about like a lot of stuff. I think it might have been something else, but it, like he talks about like Seattle and like how that city is like uh, like a, he calls it a phantom limb. To him, yeah. like which I could imagine is very true, because I don't think he's not originally from there. I don't think maybe he is, but I think he I kind of feel like he might be from DC in the punk scene there, but mm. I might be wrong. Uh, but he is. Who the fuck knows? We actually have a snippet from uh, that episode of WTF. Pow! I just shit my <laughs> pants. We good, Dave? <laughs> Boomer lives. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Kurt Cobain lives. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, hey, that's the end of that snippet. I don't know why. That was a fucked up way to end that. Uh, yeah. Mark Maron. But, yeah, like, I, I think he also seems like a pretty decent person. Yeah. yeah. There's some shit he does that I'm like, eh, like, like artistically, I'm not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. But, uh-huh. But, uh, let's see what he's done. Let's see. Uh, let's look up Dave Grohl good deeds and see. Yeah, we've said enough raw shit about it. Do you guys do this for everyone? No. We search controversy for everything. Yeah, we person. mostly do yeah. that. Yeah, no, no, no good stuff. Oh, nope. Oh, glad to go. see you guys are fixing. <laughs> Here's a couple things. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of this stuff. Uh, Ten reasons why Dave Grohl is the nicest dude in rock. Ooh, let's see some of these. Let's. Uh, oh, f- well, he picked a bad website to have this put on. Is this site Pornhub? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, Muppeteers, even at the risk of Courtney Love's disdain. Does it? Oh, I guess that. Yeah, uh, he gives super fans the bootlegs they want. A month after winning basically all the Rock Grammys last February, the Foo's gently reminded fans just how old school and nice they'll always be by throwing a stream of their 1955. Is it Reading Festival or Reading Festival? Reading Festival. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, with surprise, uh, a tray analog cassette tape skin on their website. So they just put they just give shit. Away on the website. None of these are the things I wanted to see, though. Yeah, I wanted sits, to see charities. Sits yeah. in for sick colleagues. Yeah, that one's no good. Yeah, we're, oh, support charities. According to Look to the Stars, a celebrity giving monitor, Grohl has donated 
to roughly a billion children's charities. But it's a only billion. been twenty dollars spread out. <laughs> Uh, including 21st Century Leaders, Worldwide Orphan Foundations, and Teen Cancer America. Uh, remembers deserving fans a few years ago with the Guardian documented perhaps the most prominent nice guy anecdote to girl's name. He recognized a fan with a cere- with cerebral palsy who had sent him and the foos photos of her dancing to their music and spent 20 minutes chatting with her after a show. At a later Queens of the Stone Age gig uh, where he was sitting on the drums, he recognized her again and invited her to, to attend their video shoot the next day. Girl, nice even when nobody's documenting it on camera. That's what this person said. Oh, there's a picture of him. That is a valuable thing when you hear about somebody doing something, but it's not like a promo piece. You know, mm. I fucking hate it when I was like, when you hear like about a charity, it's like, why was Jay Leno changing someone's tire and there was a photographer? Right? Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a that's like Letterman said that I think about Leno. That's great. But, but it was like, yeah, it's like it's fucked, you yeah. know. For so sure. Like, oh, not- oh, I guess that he uh, he's also a good tipper. I always love those. Stories. Oh, that, that's a uh, that's a big deal to me. Watch that, Nathan, for you. That's what it's about. Yeah. Oh shit! What the hell? Okay, so yeah, he's a pretty decent person. All right, yeah, we can maybe uh, look up some good stuff that. about the bands too. Yeah, hey, you're right. You're that's right. what you're Fuck. fucking here for. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I think that's like a, that's a real thing. People are just fucking negative all the time now. It's true. Yeah. It's true. All right. Well, uh, let's listen to the next song. On Not that eight's denying as a possible thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. This next song is called My Hero. Yeah. They know how to start a song. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just skip to the middle of songs, but with them I feel like I have to start with yeah. the start. Yeah. Getting a distinctive voice too. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I know so many people shit on this. That was this. I think it might have been in that. Yeah, I remember. I remember this song in a movie and being like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and then I figured out it was them when I went through when I started getting into them a little more. That's a fine song. Yeah, that is a fine song. So I just found a little fact about the song "My Hero." So a lot, one thing is a lot of people think it's about Kurt Cobain, and it's not. Um, it's about, uh, it's just about different heroes that they had as kids, but uh, I guess that John McCain in his 2008 campaign would use that song whenever he would like do events. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so then, uh, they got wind of that and were like, Hey, this isn't a, you can't do that. 
Pretty, uh, but the yeah, I guess that they paid for the license. You guys should do an episode on presidential campaign music or campaign. <laughs> theme song. Oh yeah, that's good. I think it would be fun to do that. I think it'd be fun to do one on uh, wrestlers intro music. I talked to Joel Wolkowski about doing. Mm. Uh, but let's, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. It's funny when somebody uses a song that's like, "Hey, I don't believe." It. Fuck you. Well, that um, happened a lot with Trump would try and use songs and people would flip out. Yeah, he tried for a to use while. in the free world. And oh, Neil yeah. Young was like, you and can't do There was that. a couple times where he would put my stand-up on in the background. <laughs> and I was like, hey, buddy, <laughs> knock it off, I said. All right, so the next song. Let me pause this so that it starts where it starts. Damn it. Okay, so this is Best of You. That's the one I love how it starts. Yeah. The, pretty great. I always think the drums come in earlier on this song. Like, I'm always like, yeah, you're always just like, <laughs> life or death but i can't choose it's fine oh it's great <laughs> it's great uh it's a pretty rock and roll song dude, i fucking love that yeah, uh like that that's song. yeah that's me running around hearing that <laughs> i can't choose you just don't understand tommy because oh. you don't have emotional depth oh interesting <laughs> yeah because you're a dumb fucking loser <laughs> wait a second oh, wait. <laughs> who's bad at guitar <laughs> And thinks it's funny when people don't believe in AIDS. Oh, no. Tommy's <laughs> don't take it with you. Guitar. Break it. Don't <laughs> take a guitar with <laughs> Come back. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, wait. What? What? Uh, Tommy laid his guitar down on the on the couch. It was half dramatic exit, half I was worried about knocking it over. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was, uh, that was Best of You. That's the one that uh, my friends made fun of a lot. But, uh, yeah, the way that it builds is really fun. The way that each instrument comes in separately is really fun. I think that, that came out in 07, maybe. I was in high school for sure. That sounds and right. And I just remember, like, at that time, I fucking rocked, like, headbanging yeah. to that song. Love yeah. It. that's. I mean, that one will get you pumped up. There's no way. There's no two ways about it. All right. Uh, the next song is "Times Like These." I love what that guitar. Yeah. 
I thought it was like playing radio or Let's roll the radio right. Whoa. Wow. You can book the robot. That light went off. <laughs> That's the robot turning against us. Yep, I did. That's fine. Yeah. So, that song I like. It's pleasant. I wouldn't turn it off. I don't seek it out, though. You know what I mean? In my memory, yeah, it's, that song is worse than it is listening to it now. Absolutely. I think I hated that song because it was really overplayed, and it was just so saccharine with the acoustic version. It was very sentimental and sappy to me. But yeah. hearing this version, again, it's like the guitar part is cool. That intro is cool. Yeah. yeah. But it's like I, I get a little... Bo- I think lyrically it's a little boring, um, which is always important to me. But I like it's times like these we learned. That's it's like you know, like I think it's this to me. I I the way I interpret it uh-huh. is that in a terrible moment you're still being optimistic. It's a silver linings mm-hmm. kind, sure. Which uh, I think we could all use that attitude right now in the world. Yeah, was it a nine eleven thing? Not sincerely. Was it a? Was that what it was about originally? I don't know. I'm just wondering. Let's look it, it up. Kind of around that time. Uh, at the time, Dave Grohl called this the best song he'd ever written. Uh, which I, I mean, this was at. Um, it does not say what, these aren't good. Oh, this is 2002. So it, I mean, it makes sense that it would be about that. About I don't think uh, that's ever a good look. You never want to say something's the best year, especially at the time. Yeah. So he, th- this song was uh, joined. Uh, do you have a best joke you've ever written? I would never say publicly <laughs> if You're I thought one such was. Such a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this uh, bit about uh, there's like seven curse words and four ways to listen to music. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not a ton. Like he did it. Yeah, he um, he did it uh, as part of uh, John Kerry's election or uh, his campaign i guess okay. and that's the guy from the mask <laughs> that's right yeah it's yeah. funny that you say I've that <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that because uh during the their performance on snl jim carrey came out onto the stage and strummed his leg like a guitar oh, and shit. then ran off stage and he uh he ran for president in 2004 oh, wow. mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say exactly what it's about, but I have I have to imagine that it is somewhat it about two thousand two. Yeah, I mean, it's he wrote it in two thousand two. 
unless Seems he was present enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless he was talking about my uh, my what fourteenth birthday, which is bad. <laughs> I don't know if that's even true. Uh, let's listen to the next song here. We got it. Oh, this okay. This song is like when I was hearing them the most. I feel like with, before I really knew who they were. This song's all my life. And I remember this was on like, all my life. <laughs> I think, think with someone like, like you, I don't I know the word, but I don't I... believe in AIDS too. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, Jojo, no. <laughs> all my life. He did the key change. <laughs> I denied the Holocaust. And uh, I uh, hope that you feel the same. It still fits. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to change that part. That's true. Um, all right, so this is uh, this is all my life. The non. <laughs> I know all the words. That was to the that uh, song. Louis Armstrong version. Oh my God! I think like you. I see fat as food. David Grohl. <laughs> oh wow, I lost it there. April in Paris. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, so <laughs> this is all my life. All my life I've been searching for something, something never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the rope. I was looking for that brother. He's like, we got the, co- the chorus. <laughs> yeah, they added the oboe to the band. <laughs> like that part one, when it's just the chorus. I couldn't find it. I don't know. Uh, I didn't want. To, it was a full minute in. Uh, that's that's like I just remember that being on like MTV VH1 it all, was all the time. Over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I liked it. I would be up at 4 a.m. doing my homework, and if oh, it's 4 a.m., I must be lonely. Oh no, I've talked about. This I before. would definitely defend Our Lady Peace on a podcast. <laughs> Wait, I was talking about Matchbox Twenty. Oh, they, the Our Lady Peace has a song called 4 a.m. Oh, okay. I was doing 3 a.m. I was just I was just goofing, chain damn. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, yeah, that one. I feel like. Are we done yet? <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done here. Let's just get. Let's go ahead to the next song, yeah. and then we'll do a wrap up. So this is Monkey Wrench. This is the last one. Go to the party. Go to two thirty. That's what I did.
Sorry, I'm just rocking. <laughs> Act three. <laughs> Shane Torres. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, this is great. I mean, that, that song was the one I was the least familiar with, even though I, I had heard it a bunch. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's, I never went back to that one. Cause I would, I would listen to Learn to Fly and I would listen to All My Life and, uh, Oh My. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah, the fucking, we just talked about it. Damn it. Uh, the one that, uh, everybody made fun of. Best of you. Uh, but yeah, that one's that one's good. This is a this is a tough playlist to judge, honestly, because I like. I feel like we're gonna be pretty split on this. So we go well, maybe we, we go out of six. We rank the playlist, not the band. And, yeah, uh, Tom's gonna go first because I went first last time. That's true. I like that. We'll alternate. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna take a point off right off the bat for this AIDS thing. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> right after I say it, we rate the playlist, not the band. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I won't take a full point off. I'll just take a half point off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like listening to this again. I'm like, and I listened to it a bunch today, and I was like enjoying myself listening to it. When I when you first, it is a it, time capsule. Sure, sure. yeah. When Which I is and an important thing for a lot of music, I think. I'll say I put on their new album today, and we don't judge the other music other than the playlist that yeah. you give us, but I it wasn't bad. I was listening to some of it, and I was like, this is pleasant. It reminded me of what they sounded like before, too, It was a yeah. little, di- but it was a little different. It was fine, but uh, when I when you gave us this one, I was like, ah, I'm gonna have to fucking listen to Foo Fighters. In my head, I hated them for some reason, even though, and it's because of the Zeitgeist thing, where it's like people make fun of them so much that I forgot that I do enjoy a lot of this. And I hadn't listened to Everlong in a long time, so I feel like listen to this took it reminded me that I do enjoy a lot of this. There are a couple songs that are kind of snoozes to me a little bit. Uh times like these, like I said, I it's not that yeah, I don't like one. it. I just don't I wouldn't go back to it. It probably. also feels like a the popular version of mm-hmm. what they do. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So I think that I'm gonna give this playlist a four point eight. I'm gonna go four point eight out of six because I do I did like a lot of it. There's a couple moments in each song where I'm a little tired. Like I just get tired of the repetition, but they do a good job of not leaving you in that a lot. Like I I well, forgot how much I like all my life. The start I think. that you're right, and hearing how they start so big and like and they're able to like immediately grasp you and or it builds to a thing you're excited about immediately, and you're like, oh shit, this is this is gonna hit you. Uh, and they they don't have the it's, it doesn't feel formulaic or anything no. like they're a little different from song. They definitely to song. have their songwriting style, definitely. Yeah, but so yeah, I, I'm gonna go four point eight, which is not a low score. Uh, and it, part of it was me docking a po- point, uh, not a full point, but a little bit for that AIDS thing because uh, you know somebody's <laughs> got to be the uh, heavy lifter on this uh, podcast for our uh, dignity. Um, yeah, I, we're very similar. I was going to say 4.75. Wow. Uh, which is crazy. That's the closest we've ever been. I think so, I think too. You're tam- and time personally, capsule too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a unifier. Yeah. <laughs> time capsule's perfect. Yeah, I, just, like, I, was, I felt like uh, it took me back to high school listening to a lot of this. This is like a, a 
driving a lot. Kind yeah, of. totally. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, I think Color in the Shape is it's got to be in my top twenty like albums that I love <laughs> yeah. from my at least from that time. And uh, it was fun listening to these songs again. I hadn't listened to them in forever. The only yeah, times like these is the only one I took off fully. And then all my life, I kind of go back and forth on. But all <laughs> my life, so four point seven five. But uh, a pay for someone like you. <laughs> And Shane, what do you give it? Oh, you know, I say five four. <laughs> the first guest <laughs> ever to not give it a six. <laughs> Their own I know playlist. That it's not great, but I do like. You know, like, yeah. I know it's not it's perfect, so funny. But, but I do think it's very totally. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think it's very good. For I, sure. But yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. That yeah. is so funny. <laughs> so it's like mine's like an A minus. That's good. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, it sounds like we all agree. We're standing by. Uh, Foo Fighters. Really quickly, what is a song that you've heard recently that you want? I mean, we did this with the Truckers a little bit already, but uh, what's a song that you've recently heard that you're into? I can. So this is, I'll t- I'll tell you that. But this is a thing I do now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Whatever city I go to, yeah, I listen to new music and I add that as my new playlist for that city. Ah. Oh. But I'll name it like I do like these lame poetic things. Ooh. So it's like uh, it's in uh, before I did Conan, I was in Minneapolis and this really cute girl. Took me shirt shopping. Oh damn! For, so I, this this playlist is called shirt shopping with a pretty girl, and it's about oh, Minneapolis. Ah. So I do that like dumb stuff like that. Uh, I give them like little poetic names, but uh, uh, what is a song I would pick? Oh, um, I like the song "Well Dressed" by Hopalong. Have you heard that? I oh, nice! Hopalong, it's great. One yeah. of my favorite bands. The she's best. killer, right? Yeah, you don't have so it loaded up, do you? Francis Quinlan. I, I of it. Francis Quinlan is so cool. Yeah. And, uh, we don't it's usually a great put band. it on, but I think it's a little more fun if we play for a second of it. Uh, there we go. One of the best concerts I've ever been to was Hop Along. Oh, I love the voice so Voice and music. Right she now. has got such a great voice. Best voice in music it's right incredible. now. It's incredible. Philly's music scene is so good. It's insane. Right yeah, now. it's crazy. Like Girlpool, Cayetana, Will Smith, <laughs> the Districts, Ra- Districts, Radiator Hospital. So many good bands. Oh, Radiator. Uh, War on Drugs is from there too, right? War on Drugs. Oh yeah, Kurt Vile is from Philly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about baseball. Who I really like. Mobo. I like yeah. the Mobo. Uh, who else is from there? God, there's so, oh the restorations who I fucking mm. love. Cayetana is very cool. This yeah, there so many good bands. That's like if I would I wish someone would write a book about the Philly music scene of the last five it's years. It's already started, buddy. Oh shit! Oh, Shaniacs shit. got <laughs> oh Shaniacs. shit! The Shaniacs, damn. Uh, I'm gonna say it, I uh, I really like this song off of Vic Mensa's new album called "Say I Didn't," uh, and here's a little yeah. piece of it. This feel like a rebirth, another day on this green earth. 
I couldn't ask for much more, man. Shit could be worse. A fresh pair of jeans, a nice clean shirt. I'm on my island in the sun. Shout out to weed, sir. Who can you count on these days in 2017? Lil' A-Wall, I can't smoke with you every day. I ain't Nate, dog. I put you up in my crib when you lost your granny house. You never gotta thank me for that, man. That's family talk. I stayed in the studio. I took the Grammys off and put my soul in this shit like I'm Diana Ross. Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? Tell you, Joey Perk was finna get the whole city Purple. When you had your daughter, I was by your side And she took her first breast, watched my niece came alive I jumped on the first plane when Nico dad died I could see him through the window, he was flying through the sky Looking down on you, proud of you This is for Mr. Washington, I told you we was finna show out for you Didn't I tell you you was gonna see us at the top, nigga? Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I tell you this was a new birth of the rock, nigga? Didn't I? Didn't I? Say I didn't copy them playing tickets to fly out cause you my nigga Really good. I love that song. Uh, there's a few real good bangers on that album, so check out the new Vic Mensa. Tom, yeah. you got anything? Last one. Uh, there's a new album by the band Warriors I really like, and uh, it's very cool. Oh shit! Let me pull it up on your phone really quick. Yeah, yeah. Who is this? Where is this? That's great. Check out that whole album. It's yeah, so good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to that on the way home. I'm into it. Um, Survival Pop is the name of the album. <laughs> so we have to talk about uh, that song, but maybe we can let Shane go yeah, before yeah. we do that. Let's so do we'll take a little quick. break here, and then after we uh, do your plugs. Uh, Shaney? You guys, you just had an album and a little uh, special come out. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, plugs new album out uh, established nineteen eighty one on Comedy Central Records. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, it charted on Billboard. Ooh. Shit, it did. Yeah, that's number awesome. ten. <laughs> uh, so bear, just charted in the comedy <laughs> charts. Wow. Um, that and then um. I guess the special is on ComedyCentral.com somewhere, so you can find it there. The half hour, the special, the half hour special. Yeah, it's yeah, a special, it's, baby. I don't know if it's a special or not. Um, it's a, spe- it's you a special. What you call it? What you call it? Special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, check out Shane, dude. He's yeah. the funniest. You watch his Conan. His Shane, Conan's so oh, good. it's Conan. Both of his Conans are wonderful. Watch him. Shane is a comedian. dot com. And when does this come out? Uh, I, th- I think it's either going to come out. It's either going to come out tomorrow or next Wednesday. Okay, so if it's this week. I'll be in, at the Peoria in Peoria at the, the jukebox. jukebox, and then the end of the month I will be in Minneapolis at the Ten Thousand Lakes Comedy Festival, and I will also be at the Fest in Gainesville, seeing Ooh, some great bands, punk. and then Sunnyvale, California, the first week of Rooster November. Rooster T Feathers, yep. yeah, awesome. Check Shane out, dude. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. So fun. Anyway, I didn't know. So I, I didn't like that. I found out that there were eights tonight. <laughs> so, you might have really like taken that away. Hey, from everybody's got to learn sometime. I guess so. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's been stand by your band. <laughs> we're gonna we're we're gonna take a break and then we'll be right back to uh, to discuss Leonard Skinnerd.
All right, we are back. We took a little break and sent uh, Shane off uh, on his merry way, and now we're alone with the piss freaks, Tommy. <laughs> uh, so on this part of the podcast, our Patreon subscribers who are in uh, one of the uh, one of the price tiers get to send us in a song that we'll discuss. And uh, this week, we have a song given to us by a man named Richard Stark, and he wrote to us, Hi, Tom and Tommy. First off, love the podcast. However, on the Journey episode, Tom said that he thought Leonard Skinner said the N-word in a song once. <laughs> not only is this not true... <laughs> oh, wait. I think this is a typo, because he says not only is this not not true, <laughs> but I think he must have meant not true. Skinner was fairly liberal for their time and place, Florida in the 70s. This is why I would like for you two to listen to the Ballad of Curtis Lowe, an ode to black blues artist by Leonard Skinner, your loyal piss freak and geek, Rick from Colorado. Thanks for writing in, Rick. We appreciate it. I think uh, that's the workaround Michael Richards tried to use, too. He's like, well, I didn't not not say <laughs> <laughs> um, So let's talk about this song a little bit. Me and Tommy both listened to it uh, a little bit, and... Um, it is. Uh, it was. It was released on uh, the ninety four or nineteen seventy four album Second Helping. Uh, let's play, we should play it. Let's play yeah. a little bit of it so that uh, so that we have a, so that you guys can see what we're talking about here. <laughs> Pretty much, and uh, had you ever heard the term a fifth of wine? Uh, no, because you hear fifth, with it, but it's funny because it is the same amount. It's seven hundred fifty milliliters. Yeah, I just never heard that. <laughs> my buddy used to have a bit. Got it was a like keg a keg of wine. <laughs> it was my buddy Brett Arnold one time in a sketch. Uh, he did this character who couldn't. He didn't understand different seven hundred fifty milliliter bottles. He would hold two different ones that are different shapes. He's like, "How are you gonna tell me there's the same amount in this as there is in?" That was a different Brett. You knew two to Brett Arnold's? Wait. Oh, shit. No, Brett Alexander. I'm ah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He goes, you can fit a whole caterpillar in here. It was so funny. It was just, just staring at him. But anyway, uh, I never heard that term, but I like it. I like the use of... Uh, a fi- I'm going to start saying fifth of wine. I'm going to steal that. Uh, I'm going to appropriate that from Leonard Skinnerd. Um, I, I, so here's the thing. There's some. I looked up some facts about this song, and uh, it's pretty interesting. I will go ahead and say that's a very pretty song. I really, really liked. It. I liked it more than anything I I've heard to it from like Skinner four times in a row earlier today as I was walking around. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. 
uh, I will say that we had a moment when we were listening to the song where, because uh, the argument here was that I accused, uh, I am guilty of accusing Skinner of saying the N-word, and there was a moment in the song where they say the word picker, and I thought that they said the N-word, and I said to Tommy, like, oh, did they just say it? Is that why he sent the song in? And Tommy was like, you're a fucking maniac. <laughs> just, just the fact that that song would be like on Spotify and not like forever banned <laughs> from the world. Um, well, they have Birth of a Nation on Hulu. Do they really? No, they don't. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, so Woody Wilson. All right. So I looked up some song facts about this. Thank you for sending the song in, Rick. Um, so Curtis Lowe, it turns out, is not the name of an actual person. Oh, by the way, we should say the, the idea behind this song is that they grew up, this this person in the song grew up listening to this uh, like black uh, blues, guitarist, blues guitarist yeah. and uh, was very influenced by him. And would even, even though his uh, mom would beat him for going out to, to see him play. He would still spend his money on uh, watching this guy play. And uh, so I looked up some information. It's a, it's a nice sentiment. Uh, so Curtis Lowe is not the name of an actual person from Ronnie Van Zant's life. Rather, Curtis Lowe is a, co- a composite of different people, including Skinner's lead guitarist Ricky Medlock's grandfather, Shorty Medlock. Contrary to the song's lyrics, Shorty was not black. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, in a 1997 interview on the Live from Steeltown album, the band was quoted as jokingly saying, we needed to color the song up. Oh, God. So I don't know that this is helping any case uh, for um, for the boys Leonard Skinner. Uh, I found another little uh, little piece of business so there was controversy around uh, Sweet Home Alabama because I was thinking it was somewhere in Sweet Home Alabama. But so Sweet Home Alabama was written as uh, an answer to Neil Young's two songs, uh, Southern, Southern Man, Man and Alabama. And it's funny because they, yeah, they were like angry that Young said negative things about the South, about Alabama. And, um, he, uh, they, they said, well, I heard Mr. Young sing about her. Well, I heard old Neil put her down. Well, I hope Neil Young will remember a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. And so this is the most Neil Young shit ever. Uh, in his 2012 autobiography, Young commented on his role in the song's creation, writing uh, that his own song, Alabama, richly deserved the shot Skinner gave me with their record. I don't like my words when I listen to it. They are accusatory and condescending, not fully thought out, and too easy to misconstrue. Wow. He's, He's so totally taken. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Old man, I really suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bitch. <laughs> uh, so those are just some facts about that. I will that. say, facts, uh, facts aside, I think it's a really good song. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Really it's a great it, yeah. song. Yeah, no, I I really liked that song. Um, so yeah, you you you've made your point known, Rick. I uh, I I listened to it with an open heart and I enjoyed it. And uh, I give it a one out of one. I'm gonna also give it a one out of one. <laughs> I guess we can start ranking. Rick, what these. do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rick, what do you think? <laughs> uh, thanks for being a piss freak, man. And if uh, and if you guys want to send songs in, look at it, take a look at our Patreon. And, Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash standbyyourband. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, we're figuring out dates for the next Tom and Tommy Comedy Mommy, but look out for those. Yeah. Um, what we, else we're going to be locked in. We're going to have the next three dates soon, so you yes. can plan your trips to New York. Yes. <laughs> and if you live in Chicago, we'll be recording a live episode so of Stand excited. By Your Band. November 22nd. Lincoln Lodge, November 22nd. That is going to be a great fucking time. So definitely yeah. check that out. Uh, I will be, if, you, if 
I believe this is going to come out tomorrow. So I'll be in Sacramento this weekend at the punchline with Nikki Glazer, uh, the Philly punchline and, uh, the next week. And, um, I'll be in San Francisco at the Ooh. end of October at uh, Cobb's Comedy Club. So check those out. Tommy, anything else uh, you want to promote? This is tomorrow. I'll be uh, on Monday the 9th. I'll be in Rhode Island for the Rogue Island Fest. Look that up. Awesome. Uh, on the 10th, I'll be at UCB for a show called Homeschooled, where I'm going to talk about Charles Manson's relationship with the Beach Boys. Very excited about that. So come if you're in New York. Check that out. And, of course, check out Tommy at Tommy McNam and Shane Torres at Shane Torres. Guys, uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, uh why don't you give us a little rating and a review? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry for what I just did. Do you think someone's going to make like a, a podcast about our podcast, like the Curtis Lowe thing? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. they will. Yeah, there's going to be an answer. <laughs> Fall for your band. <laughs> hey, mister. I heard the words that Tommy Mac's been saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you.